welcome to Sometimes in Shambles. My name is Melissa and this is my podcast. I am here again today with Shannon. If hi. You say hi. <laughs> um, and today we are going to be talking about the like aftermath and the effects, I guess, that we've had um, from leaving the church. So that includes like telling friends and families and their reactions and like what we believe now and what we kind of still deal with from the church and then also i don't think there's any like definitions or anything that we'll have to do this episode i don't think so either but if you haven't listened to the first two episodes in this series probably just listen to those first so that you know what we're talking about yeah (laughs) this is we're not gonna really like talk about our experience leaving the church anymore because we already did that episode so we just like kind of have questions that we're going to be asking and then we both will give our answers. So the first one is how did you tell your friends and family and how did they react? This is actually a question I get a lot, um, which I think is really nice actually, because it's mostly from people who know that I left and are kind of like worried about me. Like one of my friend's moms asked me like, oh, like has everything gone well? Like how did your family take it? And I think that's just like such a nice thing to ask Mm -hmm. because um, it's basically just people who are worried that it has caused problems in my relationships, which sadly is something you have to worry about when you leave the church. Mm -hmm. So I think it's a good thing to talk about because obviously it can be super hard when someone you love leaves the church. Like I get it it's the like people in the church believe that if you leave you're basically not going to heaven and you're not going to be with your family forever so like of course that's so heartbreaking like if I believe that that and I did for a long time like that's so sad yeah and like I remember being when I was like really active in the church in high school like especially when I would go to EFY and like come back from it you're on this like spiritual high and like I would legitimately get sad that like and almost frustrated that other people aren't in the church and like they're missing out on this like great thing yeah totally so I totally get how it can be so heartbreaking but at the same time like if you truly care about that person that shouldn't be the basis of your relationship Mm -hmm. like whether they go to church or not shouldn't be like the reason that you are friends with them or love them or whatever Mm -hmm. so I think the big reason we wanted to do this episode was to talk about um, what to do if someone you love leaves the church and if they tell you or even if they don't tell you how to react. So I kind of want to talk about three examples of like how I told my friends and family and how they reacted and some was good and some was not so good. And like just to make a note, this also is just like from our experiences and what we would have liked to receive. Mm-hmm. And so like other people might be different, but I think there are definitely like there's obvious, better ways to yeah, obvious bad yeah. ways and good ways. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, the first, well, I shouldn't say the first, but like the, the first main people I told were my parents and I was terrified to tell them like, Uh, I was really nervous. I wasn't nervous that they would like be mad at me or like disown me or whatever, but I just didn't want to make them like sad and hurt. And so I was really nervous to tell them. And I, 
I had an idea of how they would react, but like how they reacted was so much better than I envisioned. And it was like such a good experience for me, which I feel very lucky. So I ended up having my parents come over to my house and I sat them down and basically just told them that um, Colby and I don't go to church anymore. And um, I was like crying the entire time because I was mm-hmm. so scared. And my dad immediately was just like, Shannon, like, we love you no matter what. Like, you're an adult. You can make your own decisions. Like, of course, we believe in the church, but that does not mean that you have to. And, like, no matter what, we know who you are. We know, like, you're our daughter, and we love you. And that's, like, all that matters is that you're, like, true to yourself and a good person. And that meant so much to me. Like, it was far better response than I could have imagined and um then of course they like had a few questions and I kind of tried to answer those but it was just like a really good discussion and I think it made our relationship better which was really awesome and then I have my other good example is one of my friends like one of my best friends I was also very scared to tell her because I know how active she is in the church and I put it off for a really long time (laughs) because we don't live near each other so it wasn't like very I don't know what the word is like Like, it wasn't an easy transition to like talk about it yeah exactly like it didn't really come up in conversation and it wasn't like affecting our daily lives like she wasn't we weren't around each other so there was no way for her to like know or like ask about it at Mm -hmm. all um but so finally I just like bit the bullet and texted her And her response was also so good. She immediately was like, I care about you so much. Thank you so much for telling me. It really means a lot. And then she immediately like asked clarifying questions like, is it okay if I do this around you? Like, what are your views on this? And like immediately set boundaries, which was awesome. Yeah. I think those questions are like, just like really cool. Yeah. Really helpful. And I think it's kind of like both ways too. Like, Mm -hmm. like you should ask, I feel like we should ask, is it okay if I have a drink, if we go out to dinner or, Mm -hmm. you know, like it should go both ways on like what everyone is comfortable around. Totally. And so I thought that was so awesome. And, um, then since it was over text, we kind of decided we would talk about it more later when we were in person and we got to do that like I think last weekend and that was really cool too because then she was able to ask like more in-depth questions like what do you believe now what um was behind the like what were more of the reasons and so it was cool because it kind of just became like an ongoing discussion and yeah so those are both really awesome examples um I have a question about Blake because I know your brother Mm -hmm. because when you first told your parents I remember you kind of saying like I don't really want to tell Blake because I don't want it to like influence him at all so I'm curious like when he found out um I'll get to that oh okay cool (laughs) but yeah I did not tell him at first my brother is in high school and um both me and my parents were probably were like this um conversation can probably wait until it's more necessary um, which is something I, I like wanted to talk to him about it, but I also didn't want to cause him like more stress. And so I kind of just like went along with it. Okay. Now for my bad example. 
And I just want to preface this by saying like the person in this story who I'm not going to say who it is, is one of my close family members. I don't, I do not think she had bad intentions at all. Um, she just like really believes that the church is the only way to happiness and was very, very sad to find out that I had left and didn't, wasn't prepared to respond. Right. And, um, it kind of, that kind of went both ways, I think. But, um, so basically what happened was, um, this member of my family, I guess had been kind of like watching my social media and some of the things that I was doing and starting to have, started to have like a suspicion that I had left, which was interesting to me because I don't think I've really changed a lot of my like posting habits or habits in general. Um, but she started to like realize. And so one day she called me and was like, can I come over? And I was like, sure. Like thinking she was just going to come over to say hi or to like bring me something. And, um, she came in and sat down on my couch and just immediately asked, like, do you go to church anymore? And I was not prepared to have this conversation at all. And so I was like, no, I don't. And, um, she immediately just started like questioning me being like, well, like, have you, have you read the book of Mormon? Have you talked to, who have you been talking to? Like all the questions we kind of talked about in the last episode, basically like, why would you do this? Why would you do this? Like over and over and over just asking me that. And like, there's not one reason that I left. So it's like hard, a hard question to answer, especially if you're not prepared and talking to someone who is trying to like basically discredit those things. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's the right word, but um so just and so I would just say like there were a lot of reasons there were a lot of reasons and she like couldn't take that as an answer and so we got into like a pretty heated discussion about some of the reasons I left such as like the LGBTQ issues and um a few other things and it was like extremely like anxiety inducing for me because I was not expecting this at all I was not prepared and um it was like extremely like uncomfortable uncomfortable situation and I kept trying to end the conversation and say like this is just what I've chosen like I think you need to respect my decision basically and she just kept like coming in and being like well why 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 have you done this like who you've been talking to and at one point she said like obviously it made her extremely sad like I totally understand that she I think had not been prepared to have the conversation either in a healthy way and at one point she said like we just want you to be a part of this family and I was so hurt by that like I know she didn't mean it and I knew that in the moment but it's like still like that's basically saying like you aren't going to church and now you're no longer yeah. a member of our family but did she mean just like an eternal perspective I think so yeah okay. and so I was like really trying to be understanding but this went on for a full hour I just kept getting more and more like anxious and panicky and finally she left and as soon as she left I like had a full-blown panic attack like which I have not had in a really long time mm-hmm. And I tried to call Colby, but he was at work, so he didn't answer. And um, I, like, didn't really know who else to call because, like, I could... I tried calling my mom, and I talked to her for a minute, but, like, she wasn't very... I don't think she understood how I was feeling, and she was kind of just like, well, those are some good questions to consider, and that's, like, not what I wanted to hear at all. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And so that was just like really hard. And I think what made it the wrong conversation is that neither of us were prepared to have it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but I will say that since then, this family member has apologized to me for all of that. She has been like very nice. Like we're totally over it. It was just like a really bad situation at Mm -hmm. the moment. And I almost think that like some people's reaction is like, you're not happy now. Like, Mm -hmm. like they think because the church brings them so much happiness, they immediately think like, you've gone off the deep end and you like lost yourself and Mm -hmm. you need to like find, find yourself again and like get the blessings and the happiness that, that it brings them. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay. So then my last example is kind of an example of like how to react when maybe someone hasn't told you that they've left and you felt like they should have had that conversation with you. Or if someone has told you, and um, you're wondering what to do with that information, I guess. Um, like who you can tell about it or mm-hmm. like who to talk to if you need to talk to someone. I don't know. It's kind of like just a weird example, but that's kind of, this is kind of why I put it in here. So over like the few months after we like really left, Colby and I had both like been telling our families and um, there was someone in Colby's family that he had not talked to yet so he had he basically just hadn't talked to her and um I don't think I Colby wasn't doing it as like oh well I'm not gonna tell her it was just like he was like it's very emotionally draining to talk to people about this especially if you do it individually and so I think he was just kind of like burning out on the emotional side of things and just figured like oh like I told Most people in my family, I'm sure everyone knows now. Mm -hmm. Um, So this person, I don't know. I'm guessing she probably felt left out or um, maybe didn't and maybe just heard and, like, didn't really understand that this is something, like, very personal. And she ran into my family somewhere, and my brother, Blake, was with them, and who I still hadn't told. Mm -hmm. And she immediately said to my family, have you heard the bad news? And they were like, what are you talking about? And she was like, Colby and Shannon left the church. And that's how my little brother found out. And I, this was another thing that I was like pretty hurt by because like, of course she didn't know. I'm sure she wasn't doing it out of like maliciousness, but it's like, also if, if you hadn't told your parents, yeah, like, I don't know. Yeah, it's just like kind of one of those things that, like, it just, like, kind of crosses the boundary a little. And that boundary hadn't been set up. Like, we hadn't t- told people not to tell anyone else. Like, it's not, it wasn't a secret. Right. But it's just, like, one of those things where it's, like, that's not how I wanted Blake to find out. Mm-hmm. Like, I wanted to be able to talk to him. And um, so I was pretty, like upset by that and so basically I guess the less the lesson the the, the lesson in today's Sunday school yeah the thing that I guess I'm saying here is like if you hear it from someone or if you don't hear it from someone like respect the fact that this is their story and especially when it comes to people that they're close to like don't 
spread it around, I guess. Like, mm-hmm. don't don't take it and I don't know what I'm trying to say. Don't. Like, it's not your thing to tell. Yeah. It's kind of like, I was joking with Charlotte about this. Like, it's like a coming out thing almost. Like, <laughs> yeah. For, for some people because mm-hmm. they need to tell their families and their friends. But it's like, like, if someone comes out to you, you're not going to go and tell everybody about it because it's not your thing to tell. Mm-hmm. Like, it's exactly. kind of similar. Yeah. Um, and, like, I don't know. To me, especially with my family, like, it's a big deal. And it may not... Like, if it's just your friend or something, like, it may not seem like that big of a deal, but it could be. So I would say, like, either just keep it to yourself and talk about it with that person only or ask them like do you mind if I tell other people because I was very willing for my parents to tell anyone they wanted because I don't want to have that conversation with everyone because it's so emotionally draining but um I think especially when it's someone close to you and it involves even another person like just figure out who and what you can talk about or just don't talk about it um hopefully that makes sense yeah but um so yeah overall I think the best way to respond if someone tells you that they're leaving the church and it's someone that you really care about just immediately tell them that you care about them like even if it's awkward and that's not something you would normally talk about in your friendship like with my friend who I told over text like we don't really get that vulnerable with each other that often but still she immediately said that and I was like that's so cool. Like, that's such a good thing to say. Um, so immediately tell them you care about them. You know they're still the same person. Like, they're not going to all of a sudden become evil or start doing all these, like, crazy things. Like, it's still they're still the same person. Um, that's always what I was most scared of, especially with my parents, that they would be, like, super disappointed in me or see me as, like, the black sheep of the family mm-hmm. or something like that. Um so yeah just like let them know that you care about them and then after that listen to what they're saying set up healthy boundaries around the topic like if you need to like um with my friend who was like she asked like do you care if I talk about the church around you do you care if um like she's like it's basically it's like still a big part of my life and so is it okay if I talk about that around you and I was like of course Mm -hmm. but I was like so happy that she asked um, and then I, th- I think if it seems like a good time to ask clarifying questions, like ask more in depth about, well, why, um, what do you believe now? Like what, tell me more Then go ahead if it seems like a good time. But for me, I usually try to like keep the, con- the initial conversation short because it's like for, it's like a lot to take in. And so I liked, even with my parents, I did this. I was like, this is what's going on. I think we should talk more about it later. Um, and it, cause that allows some time for processing on both ends. Mm-hmm. And then later on, you can continue the conversation when you have more of a clear head. Yeah. So that was my long mm-hmm. spiel about my advice on how to react. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Um, so I like didn't really like come out and tell anyone specifically. The only person that I've really had like with close family The only person that I've really had a discussion about is my younger sister. And the reason why... So I was on the phone with her one time. This was, like, in October-ish. And um, the reason why I brought it up was because 
like she had been making tweet or tweeting um, about I don't, know, I don't know how to say this, but she was just like tweeting things that made me think that she was struggling in the church, and it was nothing like nothing specific. But so I just thought that I would like bring it up to her um, in case she like wanted to talk about it or mm-hmm. anything like that. So when I first told her, I just told her the story pretty much that I explained in the last episode. And then, like, her first response was just, like, oh, have you read the Book of Mormon? Which I think is, like, a pretty typical response. Yeah. And I was kind of, like, way past that point, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where, yeah, like... Exactly. Like, same. No, like, I'm not going to read the Book of Mormon because I've already, like, made my decision and I've already gone through it. And then the other night... So it's been a couple of months since, like, we had that first conversation... We were talking about my birthday and because she's flying in and I was just telling her that like I'm going out with friends for my birthday and I I said something that I shouldn't have said because it was kind of like a trigger word for her. And so that kind of spiraled into what I think that I think she was kind of projecting things onto me where I don't know. I don't even know what I said, but she just thought that I was thinking that she didn't know like how to have fun because she was still active in the church and didn't drink, which is, I have never had that thought before. Like Jana is really fun. And like, I, and I was just told her like, I've, I've been religious before. I have not drank before and Mm -hmm. I've still had fun. So like, I know it's possible. And she was just kind of saying that she just can't wrap her head around it because we were raised in the same house and she doesn't understand like how we went different ways and believe different things now and like the drinking thing makes her uncomfortable and she just feels like I'm a completely different person now which in my head it didn't really make sense because I've been drinking for like what two years now and it's just I think it it seemed like all of a sudden and all of the sudden thing for her because I'm talking about it a lot more now and so I just kind of had to tell her that everybody is different and we all live our lives in different ways and you just have to like love people for people and not for what religion they are and like obviously don't be friends with someone if they're doing something that you really don't like and like their morals or standards make you unhappy but I don't think that religion itself should determine any kind of relationship with that person yeah, agreed um so I was kind of explaining that to her and then I think that's somewhat something like that you're kind of like slyly taught in the church sometimes I is think like so. mm-hmm. um of course you should have like good friends who have like good morals but I think sometimes that's taken to mean you should only be friends with people who are members and I don't necessarily think anyone believes that yeah or at least you don't if you're like if you're no, like normal but I think it's one of those things that's like kind of like subconsciously mm-hmm. like taught I think and like so too taken in and I think it's just like an easier thing like when you're in the church you just know that members have the same standards as you yeah. so it's almost like just easier to mm-hmm. think that way but I do think that the church has a culture of of us and them like yeah there's members and non-members and there's like that line but um obviously it shouldn't be that way so then when she brought up the drinking thing and how that like she doesn't know how to really 
react to that. I just explained to her that like I drink when I drink, I don't have anxiety and it makes me just more comfortable around people when I go out and more social. And that's kind of like why I drink. I don't drink like because I'm, I can't have fun any other way. Like, mm-hmm. um, and then she's, that made her more comfortable once I like explained it. She's like, okay, that makes sense because she also has anxiety and like we just cope with it in different ways. Yeah. And I'm not telling you to drink if you have anxiety. Like that is not a coping mechanism, but um, it's just something that helps me. Um, Yeah. So I think that she was just like really struggling with it because all of a sudden I was like talking about getting a tattoo, which I have talked about getting a tattoo for the last three years. So it's just, I'm talking about it more. So it's making her more stressed about like how to act around me, but it's just important to remember that I'm the same person. I just do different things now and believe mm-hmm. different things. And those aren't the same thing. Like your personality and what you believe are not directly. I don't know. They are, but they. Yeah, I think I know what you're saying. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think the most important thing when telling loved ones, friends or family when leaving the church that you left the church, whatever, is to like be honest with them and give reasons and explain to them like why you're doing it and like you said there's like a time for that and especially if you have to for the other person they have to have time to like wrap their mind around Mm -hmm. it but I think just remembering that like people are people and like religion isn't people like it's there's a difference there is one story that you were telling me like back in November about someone coming out to their family, like in terms of being gay. Yeah. And you said something that this person had said or their friend had said is like, I didn't love that person because they were straight. Like I just loved that person. And so I think that's kind of the same. Like you don't love someone because they're Mormon or not Mormon. Like you just love that person. Yeah. I love that quote. Yeah. I think about that all the time. Me too. (laughs) So I think it's just something to keep in mind. Like if someone's telling you that they left the church, kind of analyze like, why are you feeling that way? Are you internalizing it? And kind of thinking like, are you scared because that you believe that that person's not going to be with you anymore in heaven? Or are you concerned for them? And I think a lot of times people maybe react negatively because it's something about them. Like they need to deal with it personally. Mm -hmm. And so just try not to project that onto them and like be mad at them. Because I try to think what it's like for people who like disown somebody and like why would they do that? And I really think it's just something that like it's on them like it's something that they need to deal with and accept and come to terms with Mm -hmm. and I just think it's kind of like it's very sad and like messed up that they take out their anger on that person and it's like you can no longer be in our family anymore when it's like they're exactly the same person that they were yesterday yeah so the next question kind of just flows in from the last one is if you have you lost any friends or family since leaving the church Um, I actually haven't, which, um, at least not any close ones. Um, I was, I guess I was really nervous to tell a lot of people because I didn't know how they would react, but I was actually never scared that any of them would end our relationship. 
Um, I feel like really lucky to have friends and family who are very accepting. And I just think like I'm not the type of, I guess I don't, don't really have friends that I think would end our relationship over something like this, which, and if I did have a friend like that, I would probably be like, oh, well, like, I guess that wasn't real friendship. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, that being said, there were definitely some rough patches, like those experiences that I've had with some members of my family and some things that I was definitely hurt by, but I never thought that we wouldn't like make it through. I guess like Colby and I do have a few friends that we don't hang out with as much anymore, but, and it kind of like started fading away around the time that we started being more open about it, but it's hard to say if that can be like attributed to leaving the church or if it's just like we both got busy or we just like both drifted apart or something, but maybe it's like a little of both. I don't know. What right. about you? Um, yeah, me neither. Like I don't really have, didn't really lose anybody. Um, I did notice several people unfollowed me on Instagram that I like considered friends and some of them unfollowed me like the day that I posted on Instagram about the episode. And so that's like, it's kind of, it's kind of hurtful, but also it's just like social media. Mm -hmm. So, and that's just like the culture and the time that we live in is social, social media kind of like affects us in a big way and so it was kind of just like are you serious like I I literally just told my experience and you unfollowed me Mm -hmm. and I think that people who are still in the church feel scared to even like entertain the thought that somebody has left the church if that makes sense um because when you're in the church you're like taught not to read anti-mormon stuff or like I don't know it's just very taboo and you just can't you're like scared to even think about that and so I think that's what it was for some people and like that's okay that they're scared to listen because it's it's somebody who's kind of testing their beliefs in a way Mm. I've also I also had friends when I back in when I was in school that I like kind of stopped hanging out with as much kind of the same as you and it's like hard to say Mm -hmm. why but nothing, nobody that was, like, close to me. Um, how are you treated differently, if at all? It's hard to say. Like, I don't know if this is something I imagine or not, but it does seem like members try to talk to me about the church more um, or just talk about it, like, when I'm around. And I think this happens mostly with family, so it's hard to tell if it's always been like that. Like, if people are just always talking about the church, which they probably are a lot of the time, Um, but maybe I just notice it more now, or maybe it's like intentional. Like I definitely notice like some people try to tell me more about like their spiritual experiences or like tell me like the happiness that something at church brought them. And I don't know if they were always telling me those things or not. Like I really don't know. Um, but either way, it doesn't really bother me that much. Um, as long as it doesn't like go on forever and that's all they talk about, Mm -hmm. which usually it's not. And yeah, that's mostly family. Like I don't really think my friends have treated me any differently. I know that a couple of Colby's friends have kind of like, I don't know if you call it burying their testimonies, but have like talked to him about the church, like in text, which is like a little different, (laughs) but, um, 
I think they probably just have the relationship where it's like that's probably like kind of normal. I don't I don't know these friends, so who knows? But yeah, for the most part, I don't really think it's anything different. At least, definitely not in a bad way. Um, other than that, the ward that I attended before I left has not really reached out at all, except for like right when we kind of stopped going, some like the bishopric would call a lot and just try to give us callings. And like every now and then, my old visiting teacher will text me but other than that they have not really reached out and I talked to my neighbors like pretty often when we were still going to church but now I barely ever talk to them which is like kind of normal because I don't really see them right um and most of them are in like very different stages of life than me like they're older or they have kids and um so it doesn't really bother me but I just think it's kind of interesting because most of the time people will say that like the church members will not leave people alone who stop going to church, but that has not been my experience at all, which is interesting, but not bad. <laughs> yeah, I think um, my answer is pretty similar to yours. Like, I I haven't noticed that like family members talk to me more about church or anything, but I, like naturally, like we talked in the last question, um, people just kind of drifted away. But I think it's because you don't see those people at church anymore mm-hmm. or activities or anything like that. So yeah. you just naturally are not in that environment with them anymore. And you just like live different lifestyles. So it's not really bad or anything like that. Um, my grandma, when she knew that I like kind of stopped going to church, she, when I would call her, she'd be like, have you like gone back to church yet? But it wasn't like a judgy thing or like, forcing me or yeah she was just like wondering and of course she's concerned and wants me to be in the church but she's not going to force me to do anything that I don't want to do and she hasn't brought it up for a really long time either and then like you said when I was in that kind of limbo area there were definitely people people in the church were like trying to get me to stay in the church but I don't think that's like really treating me differently. It's just kind yeah. of how it was mm-hmm. and how it goes. Totally. So, what do you believe now? <laughs> the question. Now yeah. I have, to have time to. Process. Everyone wants to yeah. know. <laughs> um, honestly, I don't really know. Um, which I kind of like find a certain kind of peace and security in like just not knowing. I listened to this podcast recently, which is kind of hard to explain, but it was it was um, about like the mating rituals with birds, <laughs> and they were trying to figure out like because there are certain birds that like they don't they no longer care about like the fitness of their partner. They just care about like how beautiful they are, which is like very interesting. And so they were like trying to go through like all these reasons why that might have happened. And there's, like, so many theories, but, like, they honestly have no idea why, like, why that would happen because it's not, like, normal with evolution. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) It's not, like, normal evolution to, like, um, for animals to, like, move away from finding the best fitness in a mate and instead just finding the most beautiful one. Um, But, so, like, the basically at the end of that podcast, they were basically saying, like, even science is just one big guessing game and like how there's beauty in that because anything could be true until it's proven wrong and so that's kind of like where my beliefs are at right now 
Um, I think there definitely could be a higher power, but I kind of love that I don't know because to me it makes life more meaningful. Like I want to be a good person because it's the right thing to do, not because I'm trying to get to heaven or like trying to get some other kind of reward. Um, But I just kind of think I'll constantly be in the process of figuring out what I believe and just trusting that it will work out in the end. So Mm -hmm. it's not really a very good answer, but Mm -hmm. basically I just like, like not knowing for right now. (laughs) Yeah. I also have no idea like what I believe. And I think the hardest thing for me is the afterlife aspect of it because death gives me so much anxiety. And I think with with religion, you have the secure feeling that you go somewhere afterwards and it's kind of like an something uplifting and positive happens when you die and so with religion it's it's really nice to have that to fall back on and be like oh well a family member died and I'll get to see them afterwards and it's like mm-hmm. a coping mechanism almost to like have that faith yeah and so now like I don't really have that and I just don't know like what happens and I don't know if I believe that there's something after or I don't know I think mostly right now I believe that nothing happens which is extremely terrifying (laughs) um but then I kind of go into this thought process of like the universe or uh, I'm going to talk about the universe later but not in the same (laughs) sense um like space and galaxies and planets and stuff and I'm like how like how does that exist you know and I just go in this loop um, of like something had to like create that, but then where did that thing come from? And so then does that mean like there is nothing and yeah. it just, it's like a never ending hole. And like you were saying, nobody knows, like you literally don't know until you die mm-hmm. what happens. And for me, that's not very comforting, but I kind of get what you're saying where it's just like, you don't have to worry about it cause you're never going to know for sure yeah. kind of thing. Um, but I mostly believe in just the universe, how people say, like, put good vibes into the universe. I just, I really believe that just putting positive thoughts and vibes out there brings positive energy to you. And so instead of saying, like, God or higher power or anything, I just say the universe. Yeah, so that's not really, like, a good answer either. But <laughs> We know nothing. We know nothing. <laughs> we don't believe anything. So, I don't know, I guess I'm just, I'm every religion, because I'm no religion. I don't know. Um, What is the main difference you notice between, like, when you were in the church and between now? Why did I say between twice? Between, (laughs) between, between. Um, I just noticed that I, I don't have that constant guilt anymore, um, when I was in the church, I was just like guilty, felt guilty for everything. You were guilty for everything. Oh yeah, (laughs) I was, I was doing everything wrong. Yeah. Um, I, but like really when I, even when I was active, I was doing everything right, following all the commandments, I still felt guilty. And I think it's because of the expectations of being in the church where the expectations that you have to do like A, B, C, D, E, F, G, and I'm only doing A, B, C because I like don't have enough time to do (laughs) the rest but that made me feel guilty that I'm like not doing that stuff so just this constant feeling of guilt and so now I don't have that and I remember once I shifted like my mind 
thought process to like I'm not I'm not in the church anymore that guilt just went away and it was just a, a huge relief off of my shoulders and I feel like I'm a lot happier with my life right now and the choices that I make because I'm not constantly analyzing like can I do this I can't do this I have to repent about this I like is this this is kind of like borderline right and wrong and where right now it's just like I get to decide what's what's right and wrong for me Mm -hmm. and I'm like more in control of myself so I think that's just like that's the main difference for me yeah for me I think it's kind of similar like I just feel a lot more peace Mm -hmm. and maybe that's just the contrast between like the the way I felt when I was trying to make the decision which was very the opposite of that um and that's not to say I never felt peaceful at church because I definitely did but um now I think in life in general I feel a lot more peace and like I can finally be myself anyways I just feel like I can finally be myself like I'm making the choices that I want to make not because I feel like I have to but because I want to I think all of these last questions are kind of the same but Mm -hmm. still have different answers but how is your thinking process different or do you have like lingering thoughts or things from being raised in the church yeah so the like first answer I think of is like kind of a weird answer but I notice myself still like turning to prayer a lot um when you grow up in the church like you're taught that God can always hear your prayers even if you just say them inside your head um and like I was like yes that's amazing like I don't have to say anything out loud I can just like pray all the time and I did like I prayed all the time um And, like, I don't really want to say it's been a hard habit to break because I don't think it's a bad habit, and I haven't, like, tried to break it. Um, But now that I don't necessarily, like, believe or know who I'm praying to, it's kind of, like, a weird sensation to, like, feel my mind be, like, I should pray about this, Mm -hmm. and then being, like, who am I praying to? Yeah, or, like, is this even doing it? Yeah. Right. (laughs) And then, so that's, like, one of the weird things that has been, like, very lingering. Um, And then I also had, and I think I still have, a lot of, I don't want to say damaging beliefs, but just, like, things that the church kind of teaches that I don't necessarily think are right, which we kind of talked about in the last episode, Um, which I think we'll probably go more into this in another episode, but I had a lot of body image issues, and a lot of shame around sex and like word of wisdom type stuff and I still catch myself feeling those like every now and then um even though I never necessarily believed them or wanted to think them but they're like still there Mm -hmm. so it's kind of I don't know if that makes sense but I think we'll talk about that more later probably yeah um yeah with the praying thing it's kind of like if you lose your wallet like you just pray about it and then you find it kind of thing like Mm -hmm. that that's just or like I was driving in like a really really bad snowstorm like just last weekend and I like immediately was like like I would have always just been like driving praying right yeah praying 100% yeah and this time I was like praying but at the same time I'm like I don't know like this is gonna work (laughs) yeah Yeah. like I don't know if this is really doing anything but still like a comforting thing to do for me I guess yeah I don't think if I've done that. I mean, there are times where I I immediately go into a prayer, but it's very, very rare. Mm-hmm. But it's just like if I'm really stressed out or 
Um, like when I was unemployed, I, I was like, I'm just going to say a prayer and like, whatever, <laughs> if yeah. it works, it works and <laughs> whatever. Um, but yeah, I have also had like a lot of those kinds of beliefs that you, those damaging, I guess, beliefs that I still deal with specifically. The hardest thing for me is sexuality in my relationships. Um, because I don't, it's really hard for me to break that right from wrong thing and where the line is because Mm -hmm. in the church it's so strict and like direct to not do anything except like hold hands or kiss (laughs) pretty much and like anything past that you should not do before you're married and so like when when I'm out of the church now and like I don't believe that that's wrong it's still hard for me to convince myself that it's not wrong even though like I know I I believe that and I don't think it's wrong it's it feels wrong still. Yeah. And, and I would say that's even like not just a church thing. It's kind of like society as a whole. Um, and the church like amplifies it. Mm-hmm. With, that mm-hmm. has been like my experience mm-hmm. because yeah, I think like just society, especially around like females, there's like a lot of like, Oh, you should remain pure and like you shouldn't do these certain things because then you're going to be like, and, like, a guy doesn't want you if you've mm-hmm. been with too many people. Yeah. yeah. And so I think there's, like, that, but then the church amplifies mm-hmm. it. So then it's even harder to, like, break those thought patterns. Yeah. And, like, it's not necessarily that I feel guilty about it, but almost, like, shameful. Mm-hmm. Um, and then along with that, I have no confidence in it, in whatever I'm doing, which I don't, yeah. like, I don't <laughs> want to talk about it that much, but... Um, yeah, I think it's just that that thing, like, I don't know what I'm doing because I felt very, like, naive. And I still, like, even if I feel like I am educated, I still feel naive about it because I'm almost 26 and yeah. just barely learning stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, so it's just, like, really hard around, like, that aspect of, relationships and then just dating in general has been really hard for me at first when I was like in that weird limbo stage I didn't know if I should date members or non-members and because like when you're dating members there's a lot of expectations that are already set for you like um you're usually dating with marriage in mind and like that's your end goal that's why you date and also there's no sex to worry about and there's like not as much pressure in that area because totally. it's the expectation that you're not going to do it mm-hmm. anyway. So now everything is just kind of like a toss up where I don't know what religion they are, how much do they know about Mormonism and like my background and what I grew up believing. Do they have the same morals as me? Like, and then even going towards like, when are we going to kiss or like what are the expectations around that and like what if I don't want to do something and but like how do I tell them that because in bef- like in the church it's like an excuse like oh we shouldn't do this like yeah, we shouldn't so we shouldn't be doing this this isn't allowed so it's like okay then you stop yeah. or you don't stop or whatever mm-hmm. but now it's just like I don't know I don't know what I want to do I don't know what I feel comfortable with doing because I'm constantly thinking like, do I want to do this because now I, now I can do it without feeling guilty or do I want to do this because I want to do this with this person? Um, and that is just, I feel the most messed up (laughs) in regards to dating and that sense 
yeah, and I guess maybe we'll go into this more in another episode, but also I don't really want to talk about it that much. <laughs> We're talking about or, <laughs> I mean, I do want to talk about it, but I don't want some people True. to listen to it. Um, because, yeah, it's it's just whatever. Yeah, <laughs> I've said everything. Um, okay, what has been hard for you to let go of? Um, actually, a lot. Um, pretty much all of the things that I really love about the church. So like I talked about how much I love girls camp, but also like young women, the young women's program. I love, um, little things like making breakfast and staying in PJs all day during general conference. And like the little traditions that you have that you don't really have anywhere else because they're specific to the church, um, temple weddings. I loved going to them and I love like the goal of like getting married and like it sounds so dumb because it's not like really me but like getting married in like a beautiful like white temple like I just think it's really pretty and it means a lot so I kind of miss that and the community aspect in general of the church I guess like I didn't really have it as much as an adult um just because of where we lived and like the kind of things that we were doing but I still saw the potential for it And so I missed that. And I also, like when I was deciding to leave, had a really hard time with um, not knowing how to raise my future kids, which I talked to a few different people about. And they were like, what? Like, (laughs) that's such a random thing to think. But like the church provides such a good game plan and structure for families. Like, you know that when your baby turns a certain age, they're going to go into nursery and then they're going to go into primary. And there's these like manuals and certain things that you can teach them and all these things that are like like it's just such a family oriented church and they give you so much guidance on like how to raise a family and it's really like a lot of it is really good like advice and a plan stepping away from the church kind of felt like stepping into the dark in that aspect um which is like crazy because I don't even have kids yet but um I was like really nervous about that and but now I would say I'm probably more confident that I'll figure it out but that was one thing that I was like I have no idea what to do anymore right. like I don't know how to raise a child not in this church or not in a religion mm-hmm. and who knows maybe I will raise them in a religion who knows um but overall I just like one of the things I miss the most is the stability of the church like knowing on Sunday you go for two to three hours knowing that there's like this community of people that you can call if you need help and um it just the church felt like home to me for so so much of my life and I really miss that feeling yeah um I don't think your fear of raising kids is crazy because (laughs) I I'm not even married and I I think that too I'm like do I raise them because like my dad wasn't a member my mom still raised us LDS and so I don't know yeah that that is something that is kind of hard to let go of is raising your family in a Mormon church because that's what you lived your life thinking Mm -hmm. and for me like yeah how am I going to raise them and I think another thing too is I don't know if this is directly related to the church or just like I've changed as a person, but I used to want to, I used to want a like huge family, like Mm -hmm. five kids or more. Like I wanted a ton of kids and now I'm like, I don't even know if I do want kids or 
if I do, it'll be like way later than I originally had planned or thought. And I only want maybe like two now. And I think I've just changed as a person, but I think part of that changing has been leaving the church. So it's kind of shifted that mentality of having a big family. And um, another thing is the, just the community in the church is kind of hard because you always had a place to meet new people. And especially with dating, like you just could always meet new people and new potential people to date in the church and all the activities that come along with it. Um, and then the path of the church that they, the, the church, that's a path that is very easy to follow. Um, it's like you, especially with dating, like, I don't know, it's, that's the biggest difference for me. So I always had the goal of getting married in the temple. And then when I was in like this weird limbo, it was kind of like, okay, well, am I going to date someone who wants to get married in the temple or am I going to date a Mormon? Like maybe we won't get married in the temple, um, all of that kind of stuff. And now I have to shift my mind with like, how do you even have a wedding that's not in the temple, you know? And like, I have to think about all these things that I'm not used to and I haven't even experienced because most of my friends have gotten married in the temple and have like Mormon weddings and my all my family has and so it's nothing um that I know how to do I said that really weird but (laughs) I don't know how to do it and like I yeah I don't even know marriage in general is a weird weird concept or weddings are a weird concept for me where it's such like a religious-based thing like why do we even need a wedding kind of thing Mm -hmm. like there's a celebration part of it which I like but then when you get married like at any altar you have like a priest or somebody who's making like a religious tie to it and it's like if I don't believe that then what's the point of (laughs) having that so that's like the hardest thing to move on from is the whole like just path and all my thoughts are just like everywhere right now but no um, that makes sense yeah and like even the afterlife just everything that we've talked about previously it's all hard (laughs) it's not easy to just be like i'm not mormon anymore i don't believe this anymore Mm -hmm. because there's a lot that goes with that anyway um okay is there anything else i don't think so yeah i feel like there's a lot more that we could talk about or like we could just leave it (laughs) (laughs) yeah Okay, so like what is our last minute advice, I guess, for both ways? Like people who need to tell people that they left the church and then people who are receiving that news. Yeah, so I guess my main advice um, for people telling their loved ones is um, one, be understanding that they might have a hard time with this news. Be honest um, don't try to soften it and don't like make it sound like you're just taking a break or something. If you're not, like if you're leaving for good, be honest about that because otherwise that's just going to make it harder in the long run. Mm -hmm. Um, 
and like allow time for them to process I think is my biggest advice because all the good conversations I've ended up having have been um like that like there's been kind of like a break in the middle of a longer conversation and also like be open to answering questions if you're comfortable with that and if you're not then just set boundaries um for people receiving I would say be loving be accepting let them know you care about them um and set boundaries as well um like just figure out how to move forward as like pertaining to this topic in your relationship and just continue letting them know that you care about them no matter what yeah I think I think communication on both ends Mm -hmm. like how how your friend (laughs) responded (laughs) and in like asking what she can talk about or um things like that on both ends I think is really great boundaries to set Mm -hmm. and just communication on both ends and then I think also when you're receiving the news like I said earlier just kind of don't don't react right away like if you need time to think about it and process it then take that time and kind of think about how you're feeling and why you're feeling that way and if it if you're feeling it because of you or because of them kind of I I don't know if that makes sense and I don't know how to explain that because I don't want to say like you being mad is your fault but like it kind of it's on you you know and and you have to realize that the person coming to you is like coming in a very vulnerable state yeah like is probably really nervous Mm -hmm. and like how you react can shape your relationship in the future and um, you don't want to hurt them with how you react, basically. Yeah. So even if you are hurt, like that's kind of why I say like make time to process yeah. so that you can come back with a more clear head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's it. Oh, I would say also for people who are telling their loved ones, like make a plan. And um, if you need, like you said, if you need time to think about what that plan will be, take that time. Like you don't have to make your decision and then immediately tell everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, I waited quite a long time before I did because I wanted to be sure and I wanted to know how to express myself in the best way. Um, yeah, so that's it for this episode. Thank you, Shannon, for coming on again. Thanks for having me. We're going to have more of these. So. Um, If you have anything pertaining to this topic or other topics that you want us to cover or you have questions about anything that we've said or anything that you're curious about, you can email me at sometimesinshamblespodcast at gmail.com. And also if you have like any experiences uh, or stories of your own that you would like us to read, we want we would do an episode or just like read some of those responses and we can keep it anonymous if you would like us to just let us know also i feel like i should say my corrections corner oh yeah (laughs) from the last episode um colby my husband wanted me to clarify that he was not apathetic in the (laughs) whole process um he cared deeply (laughs) he I think I made it sound like he was kind of just along for the ride but he definitely wasn't like he is very involved and has a lot of his own feelings about that this so I don't want to make it sound like he 
didn't. So yeah. I just feel like I should say that. So yeah. That and I actually, I actually kind of had one too. Um, just because I felt like I didn't talk about, um, like my history in the church a lot. And so I just don't want to be like misunderstood that because I said that I was inactive, like until I was nine, I don't want people to think that I was inactive, like my whole life. And so this, like, of course she's going to have doubts or whatever. Like I was very active in the church and like, I went to EFY, I did girls camp. I was in leadership in church, all of that. Like I even, my best friend, and her family invited me to go to Hawaii one summer, and I chose EFY over Hawaii <laughs> because I thought it was the right thing to do. So classic. Classic. <laughs> so, like, I don't know. I just, like, wanted to put that out there, and I don't want people to think that I was, like, inactive forever. And, like, I was obsessed with Utah. Like, growing up in high school, I always was like, oh, I wish I just, like, went to high school in Utah. It would be so much easier. <laughs> and, like, BYU was the only school I wanted to go to, and it was the only school I didn't get into. <laughs> and I just, like, I was obsessed with all things Mormon. <laughs> so Yeah, I feel you. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so that was Corrections Corner. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'll just read off my socials, and you can contact me on any of these platforms so email i already said instagram is at sometimes in shambles twitter is at shambles pod yeah if you have anything to say and then shannon do you want to say your socials yes so you can find me at um salty wanders on instagram and feel free to message me there even though my instagram has nothing to do with this topic (laughs) um I am definitely open, and I have a blog at saltyspaces.com. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And one more thing, I know a lot of people that listen to this podcast already follow me on my personal account, and I've gotten messages where it's like, I know I'm supposed to email you. I don't care what platform you message me on. Like, if it's my personal account that you already follow, um, or whatever platform it is, just talk to me um and then also please review uh, my podcast it helps me a lot like get more recognized and it moves me up on the charts which helps me get recognized so um even if you just listen to one episode just review that one episode but i would appreciate it a lot and it helps a lot and that's it so thank you for listening bye bye I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Sometimes in Shambles. The intro music was done by my friend Lucas Kathy, and the artwork was done by me, myself, Melissa. If you liked this episode, please rate, review, and subscribe, and we'll see you next time.